Blog Talk Radio. I'm so happy to have you here. My name is Raina. I am your hostess for the hour. Desperate House Witches is not a G, PG, or even an R-rated show, so if bad language, bodily function, dirty talk of any kind might offend you, this may not be the show for you. There's the disclaimer, you have time to change the channel. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the incredibly wicked one herself, the amazing Dorothy Morrison please check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com for all of your witching needs. I am so excited about tonight's guest. Yes, Storm Fairywolf, the witch's name, crafting identities of magical power. Hello, my friend. Hello. Thank you so much for having me back. Oh, always. I'm so happy to have you anytime. Anytime you want to come on, come on. We're good. So <laughs> I got to know, this, this book is really, well, first of all, before we get into the book, I should, let, me, let me at least do some of the niceties. How have you been? How are you feeling? What's going on? <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, I'm doing great. Um, I'm, I'm very excited to be done writing the books <laughs> for, for now so I feel like I can come up for, I can come up for air and actually talk to people and be able to breathe um yeah mm-hmm. no I think life is life is good thank you so much how are you doing that's awesome um it's been interesting I'm okay um but getting back to you because it's about you not me <laughs> um <laughs> So you've really done, like, quite a quantity of writing in a really short amount of time because right now we've got The Witch's Name, and then in just, like, a couple of months, The Satyr's Kiss. I'm like, when did you have time for all of this amazingness? The pandemic for you. You know, that was what Mm. I did on lockdown, you know. So um, (laughs) although I will say I actually – pitched both of these books at the same time before the pandemic. Like probably just, I don't even remember wow. how it's all blur, but you know, maybe like, I don't know, four to six months before the pandemic. And so, um, and then the pandemic hit and then we had, we ended yeah. up closing our physical shop. We had, we, um, we had the shop, the, the mystic dream, um, that had been um, in mm-hmm. Walnut Creek, California for over 30 years. And we had owned it for 13 and um, we yeah. closed it up because we couldn't keep it open during a actual pandemic. Um, and I know everybody was like, oh, my God, how sad. And, and we were like, no, it was so good. <laughs> this was actually a really good move for us. <laughs> and, um, and then, you know, of course, then when we closed the shop, had to bring everything home. And so my house was just mm-hmm. filled with my shop for like a year. It was crazy. Um, and then I had to push back yeah. deadlines because it was like I had so much stuff going on. So I, I, I will say I felt a little bit like a writing failure at first because 
this was the first time I ever had to like extend a deadline. And uh-huh. I really, I don't like not fulfilling my obligations. You know, that, that's something about me. If you're working with me, I try to pride myself on being easy to work with. I'm going to get the job done that I said I was going to get done. And then this all happened. And I will say Llewellyn, they were so understanding. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. they had to shut down too, you know, and, you know, and work from sure. home and all that stuff. But then when I got rebalanced, you know, um, after the, you know, after the initial days of the pandemic, when everyone was, you know, drinking too much and eating a lot of cake, you know, I, I, I uh-huh. calmed down and kind of rebalanced myself and got back into the nitty gritty. And then, yeah, then I, I cranked out these two books and I'm, so glad that I did it. I'm so excited that I get to have these two books coming out back to back. And I doubt I will ever pitch two books at the same time ever again. Um, although I do have <laughs> a few different book ideas in my head now, so I'll probably start writing something pretty soon. But my goal is to actually get something at least mostly written before I even pitch it. So, but we'll see how that actually pans out. I, I am a Pisces, so all bets are off. Yeah, I you know, and that's that is something I've seen about you. You are very much about your commitments. You are very much about I am going to be there early. Um, we are going to make sure everything has the correct flow. I mean, you're fantastic. It makes you a great guest in addition to making you uh, a very disciplined writer. So I'm I'm pretty much in awe of you, which is not new. Um, but I th- oh wow well thank you that's know. very I think, sweet. I think um, you definitely deserve to take the summer off. I would like to see you take a break. I mean, the world seems to be opening back up in a weird. I don't know. Things are so crazy right now. There's a war over in this place, and then things are opening up back here in the states, and it's just it's a mishmash of insanity, in my opinion. I yeah. just think the world is. <laughs> Half crazy right now. So, yeah, it's kind of scary. Yeah, I mean, but anyway. the world's been crazy, but it just keeps getting crazier. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't, how, I don't how get is it. it possible? I know. I know. Yeah, well, here's it's, the thing. It's something else. we got to keep opinion, going. We do. It, we do. And, you know, I just feel like something broke the world. Everyone knows my opinion about this. But anyway. Okay, enough about that. So I want to talk about this book, The Witch's Name, because, first of all, you really dig into, like, history and ritual and inspiration for coming up with a magical name and, and things to do, like, you know, magical iterations that you have to help people kind of find their name. I find it so interesting, cause, and I know I'm going to sound like the biggest dork in the world, but a lot of the <laughs> folks in the book who talk about how they acquired their names, I thought those were their real names. It never even occurred to me that that was something that they crafted because it just fits them so perfectly, you know? So I'm, I'm like, so right. surprised. Well, I think you really, you Especially just, yours. I think you may have inadvertently hit on something um, really important there. You, you mentioned like, oh, you didn't know that these weren't their real names. This really brings up yeah. a conversation about what is, what is a real name? You know, because yeah. I think we need to ask ourselves, how are we defining that? I think in the larger society, the non-magical society, most people would think of a real name as being 
your legal birth name. And part of the philosophy of this book is to say those are not necessarily synonymous. You know, for example, Storm Fairy Wolf is not my legal birth name, um, but Storm Fairy Wolf is my real name. Now, I mentioned that I did legally change my name, um, and Mm – but but my legal name is not Storm Fairy Wolf, but it's it's close. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what my legal name is for legal purposes. Oh, of course. You know, but it's it's close to that. It has those elements, you know. But um, but to me, Storm Fairy Wolf is my real name. That's what I get mailed to at the house. You know, my yeah. um, I don't know when I when I sign up for one of those silly grocery like discount cards or whatever. It's Storm Fairy Wolf. Uh-huh. You know, um, yeah, that's the name I go by. There are things that come to the house that are, like, more to, like, the legal version of the name, or I'll get, like, a, a voicemail from somebody who's addressing my uh, legal name, and then yeah. I know, oh, they're a telemarketer. You know, they don't actually know right. who I am. They're just <laughs> looking at some file, you know, whatever. So that makes it a little, a little yeah. easier. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and I think that one of the things about this book that um, was so important to me was I really have been on a lifelong journey you know, about the name, because, you know, in the introduction, I talk about my journey of self-naming and how my legal birth name was actually my father's name and my grandfather's name, with the exception of Ah. the middle name, although they all have Mm -hmm. the same first, you know, initial, you know, so I never felt that it was my name. I always felt that Mm -hmm. this name was on loan. You know, and I and I will say I admit I know that all kids, you know, when you're a little kid, everybody fantasizes about having a different name and you try a different name on and you know all that kind of stuff. So I'm not trying to say oh I I was unique, you know, in that regard, but it stuck with me, you know, into my adulthood. Yeah. I still didn't identify with that name, and so it really was this process for me of trying to figure out well what what is my name. And then, of course, being involved in the craft at a fairly early age. I mean, I self-dedicated when I was 14, and I've been doing it yeah. ever since, you know, in some form. And, <laughs> um, and it was just, you know, all the books I read, right? It was customary, you know, when you were initiated sure. into the craft. You would take a new name, yeah. or your high priestess would give you a new name, or, you know, what, whatnot. <clears throat> well, I didn't have a coven, and so I just, you know, I did it right. myself. And when I first took on the name, it was because of some dreams, you know, that I'd had that were really powerful. But I talk about mm-hmm. one of the symbols in there is the wolf, obviously, Storm Fairy Wolf. And um, yeah. that came from a vision that I had of this, this wolf being that I would call Mother Wolf. And um, it was very important to me at a particular low point in my life. I was literally homeless at the time and feeling pretty wow down on my luck, you know, pretty, I was, I was what, 19 Yeah. and I was homeless for a few months. Part of it was couch surfing with friends, but part of it was sleeping on the concrete behind a grocery store, you know, um, sleeping Mm. in a park. Um, Luckily I had a friend that was with me, you know, um, my friend Melissa. Yeah. And we, um, I remember we slept in a, in a park one night and it rained on us (laughs) in the middle of the night and, oh, wow. um, it was just like, ah, oh, man, all these things. So when this mother wolf came to me at this particularly low time, it was really striking. It was it was very obviously out of the ordinary. Obviously, I was already practicing the craft, but this was like a spontaneous event that happened. 
on you know on a full moon night. Yeah. And um yeah. but I still didn't accept the wolf as part of my name at that time because I felt like I didn't deserve it. You know, because I felt like, oh the mm. wolf, it's so powerful. And I didn't feel powerful. You know, I, I felt sure. ineffectual. I felt down, you know, and so I didn't feel like I deserved it. The other part of that, of not accepting it, was a little bit more hubris. You know, it was this recognition that there were a lot of wolves already, you know, in the pagan world. A lot of mm-hmm. people had wolf as part of yep. the name or raven or bear. Sure. You know, those, those are mm-hmm. really big things we find a lot. But like I mentioned in the book, you find all these ravens and wolves and, and bears, but not very many marmosets. You know, and so it's like, well, what, you know, what am I trying to do? Am I trying to just pick like a cool animal and act all cool? So I rejected it for a long time um, until I had yeah. more dreams <laughs> about the wolf. And I was finally like, okay, <laughs> this is actually a message for me. And this is something that I need to work on. This is something that I need to embody. And so that was a big personal yeah. lesson for me in terms of the magical name, how it gives us something to which we can aspire And so by pulling in different elements, different threads, we basically end up creating the spiritual magical container for what I've called the magical persona or the magical identity. And that gives us a way of kind Mm -hmm. of shaping our own inner power. We become the witch or the warlock that we are truly meant to be. So I do see it as a spell that we cast upon ourselves. And, And then truth be told, the reason I actually wrote this book is because somebody was mean to me on the internet. So somebody was making fun of my name and I thought, you know what? I'm really? Gonna book. So thank Yeah. Get I mean, I get that a lot, you know, so <laughs> it's totally funny. I mean, in the Why? beginning I was like, what? It would hurt my feelings because you know, the name yeah. is certainly out of the ordinary. You know, if you, if you, if you're not a magical person or even if you are, I, I've seen this kind of snark from people who profess to be, you know, in the craft you know, that they think, yeah. oh, well, it's just, it's a ridiculous sounding name. And I sound like a D and D failure, um, you know, all that I'm a LARPer, I'm a cosplayer, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, um, I'm like, whatever. First of all, don't, don't insult LARPers and cosplayers. That sounds like a really great time. You shouldn't be yucking yeah. someone's yum, first of all. So you're using that as an insult. You're yeah. already a jerk. You know, but I was right. like, okay, you think you're making fun of me? You think you're so bad? Guess what? You just made me money. I'm going to write a book about yeah. it, and I'm making money now. So I don't remember who the person was, but just astrally, I want to yeah. say to you, thank you so much, person. If I knew who you were, I'd send you a gift basket because um, the book is doing fairly well. I mean, it's only been out for since, what, the 8th, you know, so not, not too long. Yeah. It seems to be doing fairly well so far. So, so thank you so much. Yeah, I'll take your insults, and I'll turn yeah. them into money. I love that. I love, you know, and there's so many things you say that really resonate. You know, the idea that the name you're given at birth is not necessarily or really your name. It's a name that's kind of given to you that you're stuck with for a legal period of time. So I I love the idea that no, that's, of course that's not your real name. That's a name somebody came up with for their own reasons and their own mythology. So it's, it's, right. really, it's really better to name yourself, and I'm not even talking about a magical person. I'm saying to take ownership of your life and ownership over, you know, your destiny, sometimes you have to let go of, especially if you've 
been abused as a child, you have to let go of some of the things um, that hurt you growing up. And sometimes it's the name. Sometimes just changing the name and making it your own brings about a new sense of self-purpose and drive and intention that you wouldn't have had if you kept your previous name. Absolutely. Absolutely. There is really, I find, a lot of power and not only taking a name for yourself of your own choosing. I mean, that's obviously an act of power, an act of self-creation, yeah. you know, in a very literal mm-hmm. way. Um, you know, but even just the act of naming things, you know, that was something that really kind of became very clear in my consciousness while I was writing this book was that there's power in naming, you know. And so, yeah. you know, like if you're thinking about like talk, talk therapy, you know, you finally name that emotion or you name that fear or, you know, we might say one's inner demon. You know, once you're able to give it a name, yeah. then we do have more power, you know, in order to deal with yeah. it. You know, whereas before it was just like, I don't know, I just feel bad. You know, I'm just having anxiety. But then you're like, oh, no, this is mm-hmm. fear of this. You know, you could tra- track it back to when you were six and your mom said this or your dad did that. You know, and now you have yep. – a frame for it. So to, to name something is to give it a frame. And that really brought home to me that magical idea, which shows up in every magical tradition, that to know something's mm-hmm. true name is to have power over it. And, and one of the yeah. classic examples of this in mythology is with the goddess Isis, you know, where she is able to get the secret name of Ra. And because she can get mm-hmm. this name from him, she now is the most powerful of, of you know, the, uh, the gods, you know. So, um, yeah. and, and, and it shows up in mythology and folklore. I mean, we're, you know, look at Rumpelstiltskin. I, m- I mentioned Rumpelstiltskin yep. in the book. Um, this idea yes, that, like, oh, do. but if you can guess my name, then the contract mm-hmm. is broken and you're free, you know. So it's, we're, we're constantly being reminded that, hey, there is power in the name of things, right? Um, yeah, sure. Shakespeare, of course, asked, you know, basically like what, you know, you know, his famous, you know, line about, you know, by any other name would a rose smell as sweet. I just totally ripped up that quote. I'm not a Shakespearean actor, obviously. Um, <laughs> you know, but this idea that like, oh, well, does it really matter? And I will say it does actually, Mr. Shakespeare. <laughs> it does matter, you know, what you call something. Yeah. Um, something else that I learned in the course of, uh, of this book, and it's, I think it's something I already knew but it just became more clear to me was just the sound of certain names can determine how you feel about it. Right. And so there's yeah. this yeah. really great um, example that I give in the book um, about this um, psych- um, psychologist, Wolfgang Kohler um, in 1947, you know, he was talking about, you know, different languages and, and how, you know, the different words would sound different ways. And so he came up with two words, that he just made up, um, Maluma and Tecate, and then he made these shapes. One was very um, jagged, like a jagged star, and one yep. was kind of like a very rounded, kind of loopy thing. And then he asked people, which one is a Maluma and which one is a Tecate? And the vast majority yep. of respondents said, well, the, the Tecate is actually the one with the jagged edges, and the Maluma was the rounded. And it, it was made up. There's no such thing <laughs> as yeah. these things. But most people <laughs> responded in this way, and that really shows us just the sound of words 
you know, will give us a feel for how we think they mean. And this can spill out yeah. into how we perceive people's names. And so one of the other things that I mentioned in the book is how people might have prejudices about certain names, you know. I, and I know mm-hmm. I've heard this before about, you know, people with, we'll just say with non-European sounding names, you know, um, yeah. you know, not getting the same opportunities. Like if you had two resumes and one's John Smith and one mm-hmm. is, you know, Sonequa, you know, somebody, chances are John Smith yeah. is going to get looked at, you know, more than Sonequa. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, there's two reasons. One, Sonequa sounds black. And so you have maybe hopefully unconscious racism, if not overt racism at play, but also misogyny. You know, the one thing that mm-hmm. I learned uh, was about the, the Porsche hypothesis. And I don't know if you read that already in my book, but um, this idea, they did the study and it found that um, women in the legal profession who had more masculine-sounding names or maybe they used a first initial, mm-hmm. um, they were more likely yeah. to get ju- judicial appointments. They're more likely to be successful in the legal career. But if they had a more traditionally feminine-sounding name, they weren't as likely to, um, to go as far in the profession. And that's just based amazing. on what other people think of their name, how it sounds. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I found that part of it very interesting because I, I actually did read those examples in your book. And the idea that if it sounds soft, it's not strong enough. And it just brought me back to all the misogyny, you know. So, yeah, no, right. I totally get it. And, and it was really, really interesting in your book the way you just really laid it out. Um, Because I've seen that happen. You know, it's interesting. I've seen people come up with their um, magical name, and I was always told, well, when you you have a magical name that's public, and then you have a magical name that's private, like just between you and your gods. Now, that may not be everyone's experience. That's just what I had heard, but then again, I became a witch in the year right. one, you know, right after it got brought over <laughs> from England. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's new, but I'm an older person, so that's kind of where I got it. You know, and I was always taught that you should have two separate names, and I'm like, eh, all right, fine. So, like, I went through a series of names. None of them sounded right. Absolutely not a fucking yeah. one. I mean, I tried using just regular names as a magical name, and I'm like, eh, it's not really working for me, whatever. Um, So I went through a period of time where I had, like, a whole bunch of different names, and I'm like, "Eh, this is bullshit. I'm just going to, like, figure it out and stick with one, and that's kind of it. Do you think there's any validity to having this secret name that you don't speak out loud? Um, I do. I, I, I actually have several different names that are different for different contexts. And so obviously Storm Fairywolf uh-huh. is my public magical name. Um, right. But I have secret names that are aligned to the different tradition, traditions into which I've been initiated. And then I also ah. have mm-hmm. um, a magical name that is rarely ever spoken. Um, it's really just between me and my spirits. And so other humans have yeah. never heard it. And, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, I do think that they're, they're – because they are kind of like 
if you have different amulets or talismans, you know, and they all yes. have a different charge. They all have a di- little different purpose. And so when I'm doing this type mm. of work, maybe with these people, I put on this name, I put on this talisman, you know, um, it's kind of like having a special robe, you know, that you might wear for a circle or for certain circles, mm-hmm. you know, where you put that on or you put that magical jewelry on and it shifts your consciousness. Yep. It, 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 it shifts yep. you in a particular way. And, and I think that's really important. Um, and so that's, that's another reason why I wanted to write this book is because I thought what I've seen from a lot of people is just dismissing the idea of the magical name altogether. And I'm not here to say every witch uh. needs to have a magical name. No. <laughs> no witch mm-hmm. needs to do anything except follow the craft to the best of their ability with the guidance of their own higher self and spirits, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm not here to tell right. you you're doing anything wrong. Um, but I am here right. to say, hey, maybe we haven't considered this. And just because my name is strikingly out of the ordinary, and I know that's putting it mildly, um, that's part of the magic <laughs> of it too. You know, it's, it, for yeah. me, I wasn't trying to blend in. You know? <laughs> right. Hello. I right. was trying to stand out. Yeah. I was trying, literally trying to make a name for myself, right? And um, part of it yeah. was early, early days of the Internet. There weren't, there weren't any fairy wolves on the Internet. I, I've, I've since seen some others. Um, yeah. There was actually it – it kind of infuriated me a little bit because somebody else actually got the Twitter handle fairy wolf before I did. And um, so I, oh. I'm Storm Fairy Wolf on Twitter. But, like, everywhere else I'm just at fairy wolf, you know, pretty much. But on Twitter, right. at fairy wolf – was some um, I don't know I think she was a pagan mom, and um, but if you go to there now her account was suspended, and so <laughs> I, was like, I don't know what she did, but she suspended. But of course I can't. That that was her account, you know. So it always kind of irked me that I was like, oh, sure. I was just too late. I could have got that that handle. But I've seen a few other fairy wolves, you know, out there now. But back in the day there was none. So if you were gonna Google it, I was the one you'd find. And I was like, okay, cool, total unique name, and that's good for the algorithm. <laughs> you know all of that. No, so that, it those is. are things that I thought no, of before going into it. Um, but yeah, it was I mean, any time I it was literally part of anytime. these dream experiences that I had. You know, it, it, to me, it was yeah, about reminding myself of these magical experiences. They were so important to me, and yet it's such a human condition to have these big like spiritual and magical experiences and then we just kind of forget about it and we turn on Netflix and, and it's easy to <laughs> then be like oh that's kind of a dream or it doesn't matter anymore so part of me taking this name was to force myself every day to remember why I'm here mm-hmm. and what my purpose is yeah. and my purpose my life calling is to be a public resource for the craft the, when I was a little boy and I saw Lori Cabot on my TV running for mayor of Salem yep. and she was a public witch yep. and I knew in my bones, that's what I wanted to do. Not because I thought she was wow. so cool and flashy in her black robes, although she was, don't get me wrong. Um, yes. <laughs> but, you know, I just thought how brave and she's following her heart. She, she is following, you know, her, um, her spiritual guidance to do exactly what she wants to do, and I wanted to do the same, I, you know. So that was a big inspiration for me. Starhawk was a big inspiration for me. Yeah. And, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I really wanted to – I was inspired by her to, to write about the craft and to teach and, 
you know, all those things. And um, so kind of tip of the hat to her as well, you know, for me taking on yeah. this name. But I've had multiple names. In fact, I, I used to go by Storm Wolf, and the fairy part came later. That, that came after I started mm-hmm. formally studying in the fairy tradition, and I wanted to bring in that yeah. magic. And then it just all kind of gelled together. And then it was later, because I, I chose the name. I was like, oh, no, that's perfect, right? And I just knew it. So I didn't even do all the things. You know, usually you want to go in there and check the numerology, and that's in the, the back of my book. I've got the whole thing on numerology. If you want to check out your numbers and, you know, and everything and see if it lines yep. up. And the, the, the custom yep. is you're going to do your, your birthday and year and figure out what your number is. And in my case, my, my birth number is a seven. Um, lucky number, magical seven. Yeah. Go figure. And, um, my, and incidentally, my birth name also reduced to a seven. So it was a little problematic for me to come out of that because I was like, well, it's already lined up, but I know it's not my name. But then, and Storm Wolf worked. But then when I did Storm Fairy Wolf, I didn't check the numerology because I was like, well, you know what? This is just perfect. I already know it's right, and I'm not even going to check it because I didn't want to be disappointed. But it was probably, I don't know, yeah. like maybe six months later, I sat down and did the numerology, and wouldn't you know it's a seven? <laughs> it all worked out. It That's all worked awesome. out. It's like, wow, I didn't, even, yeah. I didn't even try. So it was, it was a perfect extra validation to that. Not that you would have to make sure that your numerology matches up. Like I said, I, I was perfectly content with it not matching. That's why I didn't check it. You know, I was like, whatever. But then curiosity got the better of me. And I'm glad that it does line up. But if it didn't line up, yeah. would I feel like I chose the wrong name? No. What I would feel is that maybe there was something in this new number that perhaps I needed to adopt or needed to incorporate, ah. you know, this, this number yeah. vibration. It just depends on how you feel about it. You know, if you, if you like your name, then you don't really need anybody else to, to validate it for you. You know, it doesn't have to be true. the right astrological sign, doesn't have to be the right numerology or, you know, whatever. If you feel it's right for you, then go with that. And you know what? Maybe it won't be right for you next year. Case okay, so you can reassess. Yeah. That's okay. You can reassess your name. Sometimes we take a name for a little while. And, you know, and that was something mm-hmm. that I had been exposed to and I kind of learned a little bit more about as I was researching for this book was, you know, some other cultural examples of changing names or taking on temporary names. You know, um, uh-huh. one such example being in the case of um, people who are very sick and on the verge of death, um, different traditions um, will change your name. You know, I know in some Jewish um, traditions, you the rabbi would come in and actually perform a name change, like on your deathbed, because the 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 poetic idea is that the angel of death knows you by name, and so if you uh-huh. officially change your name, then it's going to mess up their records, I guess, and they're not going to be able to find you, you know. And so, wow, they would get a new name, at least a temporary name, until you got better, you know. And and I've seen that in other. Um, cultural traditions as well. So this is something that really, I don't want to say it's universal, um, but it's at least near universal. You know, I think every culture recognizes there is power in names. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, what you go by can be very simple, but very important, especially if it supports how you feel. Uh, You know, now I will admit there have been a few people that I've met and I've heard their name and I'm like, oh, I don't think that's you. 
<laughs> Do you ever has that ever happened? I hear you. To you? <laughs> Um, I'm trying, you know, I know, I'm sure that it has, but at the same time, I, I, I'm, I I don't remember any, any specifics about that, but I'm sure that has happened. Right. But I will tell you that if I, if I meet somebody and I think like, huh, that name doesn't, doesn't seem to fit them. I'm probably just going to assume that, um, well, I don't know everything about this person, you know, so I don't necessarily know, you know, if it, you know, what went into it. You know, what are their dreams? Uh What are their aspirations? You know, and also I feel like with a name like Storm Fairy Wolf, I would be living in a glass house, you know, where I just throw stones (laughs) of judgment on other people's names, you know. So Storm Fairy Wolf is not going to judge your name. You know, if you you are coming to me and you're, you know, you know, Crystal Moon Kitten, that's awesome. You know, if that means something to you and you feel empowered by that, and it makes you feel good about yeah. yourself, then that's right. You know, I yeah. might think it sounds silly for me. I am not Crystal Moon Game, yeah. you know, but it might be a beautiful <laughs> thing for you. And so I'm not going to judge it. You know, I, I again, yeah. I, I, I would rather people don't judge my name, but I know they do. You know, and if I'm told, you know, people, every once in a while I still get emails, messages from people and will, you know, be talking about, you know, how my name is silly or um, one of them was like, somebody told me they couldn't take me seriously because I, I had a nose ring. So what, 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 huh? <laughs> what is this? I don't understand. So people, you know, I don't put a lot, I don't know, people, I roll my eyes a lot of people. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. I don't need True. to engage it. I don't need to engage it. If you're, if you're going to show me your whole yeah. ass, then um like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Block. <laughs> that's fine. I don't need to engage it. Yeah. Just block. Have fun. No, I think that's, you know, it, it amazes me because I'm on the Internet a bunch, and I laugh a lot because I see people paint with a very broad brush. And it's annoying because people make assumptions. You know, older people, and I am a fucking older person. Older people uh, still have this issue with tattoos, you may not see them on me, but I have three very large tattoos on my person that I didn't get until I was 54 years old, so I don't want to hear any bullshit. I think if you want to wear a ring in your nose, fucking wear it. You want to wear a stud through your eyebrow, fucking do that thing. Do the thing that makes you happy, because at the end of the day, the only person you really need to be concerned about is yourself. But I, I'm just still amazed, because I see a lot of okay boomer shit and technically I'm in that age bracket but it is like but that boomer frame of mind is so antithetical to everything I feel Um, you know I my whole thing is about supporting folks who are a lot younger because you know the future does not belong to old people it never does ever right because old people die you know don't take your shit with you leave your stuff for somebody else to benefit and just because they're not doing it the way you learned how to do it doesn't invalidate it it just means you're not willing to be flexible you're not willing to be more open and i find that to be a problem so i get it when i see the blah 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 but like somebody friended me and was on another friend's uh, 
Facebook page and did this whole tirade about, you know, fucking boomers and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, do you not realize that you asked me to be your friend? So I'm hoping somewhere in your head you're thinking, oh, she's all right. She's not who I'm talking about. But sometimes you just don't know because people are like, well, anybody over such and such age, you can't trust these people. Shit, I used to say the same thing. I still fucking say it. I don't, like, trust people. I don't trust my own age group, okay, because I think there's a lot of bullshit and and craziness. But anyway, enough of that. So I was I'm kind of laughing about the whole name thing because I'm re- remembering how I came up with my name. And the way I came up with my name was not in the slightest bit um, visionary or anything else. It was a story that I wrote about how I got my name. And that's how I got the name. Oh. And then I looked up, yeah, I mean, I wrote this whole thing about coming from a very poor village. And when my mother was pregnant with me, there was a terrible drought. And the night she went into labor, the sky opened up and it started to rain and half the people ran out and said, rain, rain. And the other people were like, ah, ah. So my mother heard Arena and that's what she named me. She named me Arena, which got shortened to Reina because people weren't paying attention to the first part of my name. That's how I got the name. And the, the star part oh, wow. came from there were star they could, they could see the stars in the sky after the rain stopped. The sky went really clear and the stars were really bright. That's how my mother came up with my name. Nothing that mystical, <laughs> you know, just a really sad story. Think that's, this is how I got I it. actually think that's incredibly mystical. <laughs> I think that's oh. incredibly mystical. <laughs> you know, you are writing, you know, either way, you know, if, if it, you know, physically happened the way you described or if it was just like, you know, you writing a story, either way, I think that is an incredible spiritual journey. You know, just by writing that story, Thank you. you know, you were able to, like, piece these things together. It has a narrative. It means something to you. I, I love it. It does. And, it gives that, that, that's, and, and your story is able to convey that. And so now I know yeah. a little bit more about the meaning of your name yeah. um, than I didn't before. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. And No, I think that's hardcore magical spirituality right there. Absolutely. Hands down. Oh, thank you. That's- very kind. You know, reading how you picked your name, it didn't, and I said to you earlier, it doesn't occur to me that when people present their name to me that that's not their actual name. It is their actual name, especially if they came up with it. So I thought that was pretty cool, and you kind of really opened my eyes to it because, again, a lot of the folks in the book, I thought that was their name. I did, I don't know. That works for me. It works for them. It works for me. It makes sense. But I love the story of how you got your name and how it came about in, you know, this piece came from here and this piece came from that vision and this thing wouldn't leave you alone. I, I just, you know, that kind of thing where it built itself in your presence right. is, to me, right. that was so magical, magical. So thank you for saying that my story is nice because to me it's so simplistic and it's just this short narrative that I went through and I said, yep, nothing, nothing, you know, crazy, just this is my name. And, but the funny part is when I looked up my name online, everybody but me with the same spelling, strippers, 
And I said, yes. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, but it's true. Like, every rain of star I came across was a stripper. And I was like, you know what? I don't have a stripper's body. You know what? If I could have stripped and made money, I would have. I'm going to take that shit as a fucking badge of honor. I love it. So it made me love the name well, even more. So that's I want to say, though, I want to say to that, I, I want to say to that that, um, you know, everybody has a stripper's body if they just strip. <laughs> there you go. That's all you need. If you strip off your clothes, guess what? You're a stripper. <laughs> honey, honey, let me tell you something. They would be throwing money for me to put my clothes back on. No, 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 no. It is not the same thing. No. Not even close. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I don't know, but about, you know, specific clientele. I don't know. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that as like a, a stripper name or like a, a, a porn star name. You know, I, I never would have actually thought of it that way until you mentioned it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it kind of does. You know, but I think that's kind of yeah, cool because it's also powerful. It's also powerful. Yes, that's another reason yes. why, you know, like a, you know, like a stripper would pick a, you know, a glittery stage name, you know, whatever. Um because yep. it kind of yep. slices right into your consciousness. You know, you pay attention, you know. Yeah. It, it grabs your yeah. attention. That's important, you know. Definitely. So, But, you know, sometimes I get people, <laughs> like, DMing me, like, so, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, it's not like that. <laughs> but thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've had a great deal of fun with it. And nobody, you know, it's it's not a name that people actually steal. And I don't do anything online that costs anybody money. So my name never gets copied like that. And I've seen how folks have had, like Matt Oren, for example, he's had so many people steal his name or try to and pass oh, yeah. themselves off as him. And, you know, it's almost like you're stealing a little bit of somebody's soul or you're trying to. It's not just the money aspect, but how you how do you even dare to adopt someone's persona to fool people? And doesn't that shit come back on you in a really negative way when you pull that kind of crap? I mean, I would like to think so, <laughs> you know. Um, that's yeah. kind of in the back of my mind. It's always like, oh, karma will get them, you know, but will it? I'm yeah. not entirely sure. I don't know how, exactly how that's working. You know, um, I will say I, I've never found yeah. anyone stealing my name yet. I'm going to knock on some wood, though, because, you know, I'll say that too many times and that's yeah. going to start it. Um, but, I, you know, but I, yeah. my book sales are nowhere like Matt's, you know, so um, but he gets probably three fake accounts a week you know, who are yeah. purporting to be him and they'll just clone his account and, you know, and then yeah. they'll, of course they'll block him immediately. So he's not supposed to be able to see it and, you know, all that stuff. And um, I've never found anybody impersonating me yet. Um, and at first, first I was good. like, well, I don't know. Am I not, am I not popular enough? Am I not cool enough to be, to be copied? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know what? It's a hassle. So I don't good. need to invoke upon myself. If it happens then it happens, it's true. true. If not, then that's less I got to do, right? <clears throat> but it happens a lot. Like, you know, um, I'm seeing all these people, especially people who would offer readings and um, yeah. these fake accounts will show up. And a lot of it is, a lot of it is on Instagram. 
Um, actually, I wrote an article yeah. for The Wild Hunt about it, in, InstaScam. And because I actually yep. feel like Instagram, they do not care about you or your private information at all. Um, mm-hmm. Still, like months, and, like maybe a year ago, somebody contacted me through Instagram and purported to be working for Instagram in their, like, uh, verification department. And they were saying that they were going to try uh-huh. to get me, you know, the, the, you know, the verification, what is it, the blue check mark or, you know, whatever. <clears throat> And, um, yeah. you know, if I paid, if I paid $300, you know, they could do this for me. And of course oh, I knew it was a scam. Um, but I reported right. it several times to Instagram and that their account is still there. Instagram wow. does not care about your personal information. Um, they don't care at all. If you're getting ripped off, if our clients are getting ripped off, don't expect Instagram to come to your rescue. You know, they're, they're in it for themselves. The meta corporation is in it for themselves. I'm going to go on record. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand Facebook. I really can't stand mm-hmm. Instagram. Um, I hate them yeah. with the burning hot passion of a thousand fiery suns. And yet I do have to go on there to, to promote and whatnot. But don't think for an instance that they are going to protect you. They are not going to protect you. No, I had a, a friend lose her entire shop. And ten thousand um, dollars, oh because God. Facebook would not give her back her account. Somebody else had hacked it, and um, wow. it was unbelievable what she went through. Yeah, it, it was terrible. It was really terrible. So I, you know, I'm just very lucky that I don't actually sell anything. If anybody tells you they're Raina Star and they're selling something. If it's not a hot stripper trying to sell you some ass, it ain't me, bitch. It ain't me. I'm just telling you. My shit's free. I give my shit away. No problem. You get, I don't ask people to pay to listen. Y'all want to listen? I'm happy to have you. You don't want to listen? That's okay. There's lots of podcasts in the world. Thousands upon right. thousands. I'm cool. Not a problem. You know, but it's just, it bothers me because I see my friends being upset. I see my friends being hurt. I see people who have devoted their lives to the craft and written really valuable things only to see them be stolen by other people. Um, and, you know, ebooks that aren't really from the author. And it, it's just right. really disturbing that people do this in the name of, I don't even know what it's in the name of, greed, mad, it's not in the name of magic, honey, because what you're doing is wrong, not cool, and that shit will come back right. on you. And if it, does, if it hasn't yet, I'm going to wish it does, and you don't want me wishing that shit on you because <laughs> you ain't going to like it. Yeah, no, I'm bitch. Yeah, I, I hear you. <laughs> Well, that's such a big thing. But, I mean, it is, and it, it it is an attack on our name. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, because you know, we we think of our names as sacred. You know, not even in the magical sense, but you know, even name, and, and it's just your mundane birth name or whatever. And then to have somebody besmirch your name, you know, it's like, well, what else do you have yeah. except for your name? That's your that's your reputation, right? <laughs> and um, exactly. So, and it. Potentially, I know in terms of commerce, you know, that can cause a lot of problems because, you know, unsuspecting clients might fall for Mm -hmm. it. And then they're going to think that like, oh, they've been scammed by the actual person when in fact it was Mm -hmm. an imposter. 
you know, and so that, that, yeah. that hurts us as individuals, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm hoping that more and more people are now talking about that, you know, in particular. But it, but it really is, I think it's an attack on our name. And so, and it really yeah. kind of shows you how precious our names are. You know, that, that is something so intimate. It's something we share, obviously, with others. But we share it with others, yeah. I think, through the hope of making connections. You know, I, I share yeah. a little bit of who I am with you in the world, and that gives you an opportunity, mm-hmm. an interface, through which you can come and try to yeah. understand just a little bit more about me, you know, and, and vice versa, yeah. you know. Um, and so it really yeah. does muddy the waters, you know, when you have people out there, you know, making these claims. Basically, you know, catfishing your name. Um, yeah. Yeah, but hopefully so, we'll get to figure that out as a, as a culture. Really, the Internet is still new when you think about, you know, just yeah. how long humans have been here <laughs> on this planet. The Internet's been here for like 20 minutes, you know, so um, yeah. no, it's hopefully true. we'll figure that you're out very, as we go forward. You're right. It's so, but it's so interesting. It's like the most intimate thing in the world is the name you give yourself, but you also are giving it to the public. And it's just this weird dichotomy right. because it's very intimate, but it's fucking public. <laughs> I mean, it's, right. it's such a strange and this is also, thing. And this also brings us into, um, you know, the use of nicknames, you know, not, not yeah. even just like a magical name for a circle, but often, you know, people will have, you know, um, nicknames that maybe only their family knows, you know, or that's uh-huh. what your mom calls you, you know, whatever. And so, yeah. and, that, and that name you're probably not sharing <clears throat> with the whole world. You know, probably not. Maybe you are, but yeah. probably not. You know, oh, that's just what my mom calls me, or you know, this is my name, but my friends call me this. You know, that 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 type of thing. You know, yep. in which we can be yep. a little bit more intimate. It's not the name for the world. It's the name just for for a smaller, more intimate group. And and that's not even talking yeah. on the magical level. But the magical level follows suit. You know, it, it's the same sure. type of thing. It's like, okay, here's my name, Storm Fairy Wolf is my name for the world, but when I am in a fairy initiate circle, you know, I have this, this mm-hmm. other name, you know, or if, if I'm in this right. tradition, you know, I have this other name <clears throat> and, and they're the only ones that know that, you know, I don't, I don't publicly talk about those names because they're secret, they're intimate. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, we Very can have so. multiple names and, um, and again, we might change our names too. You know, it, it, we might decide that yeah. it just no longer fits us anymore. And I wanted to make sure that that was in the book, you know, that um, that I yeah. expressed that idea. Because I, I feel like some people get this big, they feel this weight. Like, oh, I have to pick the right name. And I have to pick this one. Mm-hmm. It's going to be with me forever. And if I, if I make the wrong choice, oh, no, you know. And I will say I right. went through some of that. There were times that, you know, even like years after, I'd been going by Storm Fairwolf. I had a couple times where I was like, oh, what, what, what corner did I paint myself into? You know, and, uh-huh. you know, I don't know, felt a little sure. bad about it. You know, sometimes people would make fun of me. You know, again, I'm a Pisces. You know, that used to bother me, you know, because I know I'm genuine. Sure. You know, I did this for genuine yeah. reasons, and, and I know my reasons. But maybe somebody else doesn't know what my reasons are, and they just see it on the surface, and they think it's ridiculous, and that's their right to hurt my feelings. Um, but I've gone through it enough to where now – it doesn't yeah. hurt my feelings because why am I going to allow somebody that's not even going to take the time to try to understand me, then why do I need to care about sure. what they think about me? 
you know, and, and exactly. people are going to oh, think whatever true. they want about you, no matter what, you know, <laughs> especially yeah. on the internet. You know, I've seen so oh, many well, stories yeah, about myself, you know, that it's just like, oh, this really? is what Storm does, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? Yeah, there was one time somebody I was do? like, oh, but, you know, he makes so much money. He has over 500 students. And this was way back in the day. This was way before Black Rose because technically we have, like, I think close to 800 or maybe a little over 800 people have signed up for Black Rose, you know, over the years. But they're not all active right yeah. now. You know, I think we have got about – I think we have about 250 active people on our, on our Discord for Black Rose. Um, but they're not all yeah. like, actively paying. But, but back at I, – I, I probably have – at my height of my in-person um, Blue Rose Ferry – students I probably had like 35 maybe 40 students at a time and that was a lot and that was too much now I now I'm about yeah. 20 but this person said he has 500 students and if they're all paying this he's making this amount a month and I, I was like where did you get wow. that math where did those numbers come from I wish I was making that money <laughs> you know it's always it's always money too it's always like oh well he's just a business person and you know he's laughing all the way to the bank or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, wow, okay, you obviously have no idea about, you know, my mortgage payments and, right. you know, <laughs> like all the, uh, yeah. all the things that I'm trying to do. I am not, I am not rich, okay? I am trying to make a living just like everybody else. But it's so funny how people will just project onto you. And I don't know where they get half the stuff. You know, there's been plenty of stories well, I've heard. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. But when somebody is known, you know, when when you have a well-known name, people just assume that notoriety brings cash. And I will tell you, as someone who spends a whole lot of time talking to writers, these folks are not rich, not even close. Um, yeah. They're just, you know, some a lot of writers I know have more than one job because they have to. Um, you know, it's I right. can put on two hands the number of writers that I know of who are only writing to make a living. And by the way, none of them support themselves entirely alone. So it's a lot harder right. just because somebody has book sales. I would love it if at some point you would come on and explain all of the expenses that go into being a writer. I think we could have a great hour just based on that. Um, to explain what it takes to promote, what it takes to write, how how long it takes, what you're what you're not making monetarily because you're writing for six months to a year. I mean, folks don't get it, you know. Yeah, it's amazing to me because I mean, you, I think you kind of really hit it though. You know, when you have a certain level of notoriety or celebrity, if you will. Um, you know, I, I often will think of myself as maybe a, a, a big fish in a small pond, you know, and that, that kind of syndrome gives the idea. So other people in the pond are like, oh, you're so cool, and you've done all these things, you've got these books, and, and they kind of put you up on this weird pedestal, which is uncomfortable to begin with. Uh, flattering, but, yeah, uncomfortable, mm-hmm. because I know that I'm, you know, I, I scraped by, you know. Um, luckily, I'm better now, but I lived that life of, searching the couch cushions for change so I could eat at Taco Bell. You know, I'm no stranger to the, I'm no stranger to the ramen month, you know, whatever that, you know, that's, that's part of it. Um, And and luckily I'm not there now, but I'm certainly not, you know, rolling in it, you know, but I'm, you know, I'm doing okay. 
And um, I, I feel very blessed. You know, um, like I mentioned, we closed True. our shop, but we still have our online stuff, our online um, university, you know, is doing well. And so I'm able to pay my mortgage payments and I can pay my garbage bill and I'm a happy camper. Um, but yeah, people just get yeah. this weird idea that's like somehow, oh, well, I see you have these books out and it's like one of them's like $20. And so like, yeah, but I don't get $20 when you buy that book. You know, I get right. a few cents. I don't even get a dollar. Yeah, that, you know, I get like a few this cents. This is what I'm talking so about. The, yes. I get more of it if I sell it directly, you know. Um, yeah. But it's still not a lot if you think about it, you know, because like, for example, like when I buy my own book, because I have to buy my own books from Llewellyn. It's not like they're giving them to me. I mean, I get some Right. In the beginning, that's part of the contract. You get like you yeah. know a box or half box or whatever it is for your contract, and you know so I get those sure. and I can give them out to the contributors and the people who blurbed it and maybe my friends and you know whatever. And um, but for the most part, I'm buying those books and I'll get them for like half off, <clears throat> and so then I can sell yeah. them at cover price. But then, you know, that's not really that great of a markup if you think about it and it's like oh so like a $20 book I paid $10 so I can get the $10 if I sell it myself but obviously if you're buying them from any other store or from Amazon or Barnes and Noble I'm getting like what I don't Mm -hmm. know 35 cents I don't actually know Uh I'd have to sit down with somebody who's better with math than me and figure it out but it's 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 a small percentage you know because there's a lot of other people that have to be paid and there's a lot of oh, hard yeah. work that other people have done to make this book happen. It wasn't just, oh, I wrote it and now it exists. You know, I wrote it right. and somebody has to edit it and that's a big deal. And somebody has to typeset it and that's a big deal. And, and then the people do the figures and somebody designs the cover. And, you know, there's a lot of yep. stuff. There's planning meetings that happen and how are we going to promote it. And now it goes into the catalog and it has to go up online. And there's people that they have to pay to do all of that, and they need to be compensated for their time because we live in a capitalist society, and we have to work in order to eat. Now, if we lived you know, in the United Federation of Planets and we had replicators yep. taking care of all of our needs, then we could just sit around yep. and, and create works of art all day and not have to worry you know, about money. And, um, but we don't mm-hmm. live in that world yet. We're, we're trying we're trying to go we're there. Trying. <laughs> we're we're okay. trying so hard, um, you know. But <laughs> you know, I I just feel very blessed that I'm in a position to where I can write these things, you know. But I can't spend a hundred percent of my time just sitting around and writing because I have to do other things too in order to, you know, put that food on the table. I've got classes I have to teach, you know. I have a shop, an online shop to run, you know. That there's the grunt work, right? I have to order products. I have to sure. help assemble products. We're packaging things up. We're, you know, updating websites, yeah. all the things. And then just promotion. And I'm terrible at promotion. And that's another reason why I'm so glad that you keep inviting me on because it gives me <laughs> such an opportunity to be like, oh, yeah, guess what? I did a thing. Here, come and hear about my thing. And then, you know, I'm, then I'm done. Matt is good, though. Matt, Matt Oren. He is really good at, at promoting, and he's really good about sharing. You know, um, if, if I tweet something, I've got a project, you know, he's going to yeah. reshare it, you know, yeah. all the things. So we do, you know, here at House Four Locks, you know, we do try to yep. support each other, you know, obviously. So we, we have – I feel very blessed. We have a really good witchy family, 
and um, yeah, and and we all work we all work from home, and we're we're here in yeah. this house together twenty four seven, and it's working out pretty good for uh-huh. us. It's it's really nice, but That's I feel awesome. very blessed. Because I know this is yeah. not normal. You are, <laughs> yeah, no, you are, you are very blessed because all of that energy in a, in a small space, relatively speaking, because there's four of you, um, you know, that doesn't necessarily work well in the quote-unquote real world. But you guys make it happen. It's amazing. It is amazing. I have never seen such well-adjusted, happy folks in one big relationship ever. It's it's so nice. It's just so nice to see. Especially in occultism, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought that's what you were oh, yeah. In occultism, where it seems yeah. like everybody is like all the infighting, everybody hates somebody else and, and whatever, and, you know, it's just uh, all, the, all the weird <laughs> drama. And, um, you know, know. part of it with us, though, is all of us, you know, none of us really want to engage in in any of that drama. You know, so for the most part, you know, if any of that kind of weird drama happens, we're just like, you know what, I'm just going to disengage. I'll, you know, if I have to block you, I'll block you. But I'm not going to sit around and talk Mm -hmm. about you, you know, because I'm not going to give you more energy. You know, I need to focus my energy on, on doing good work. And if I'm sitting around bitching about somebody else, oh, they hurt my feelings or they were mean to me, don't get me wrong. If something happens, I'm going to vent about it to my friends. But I'm not going to subject sure. about it for, as a general rule. Although every once in a while I, I have, yeah. and I've had to delete a couple things because my <laughs> ego, I have an ego. I go in there and I'll you know, yeah. do something snarky because I love the snark. But a lot of, now I'm I like, oh, I need to pull back because that's not where I want my spirit yeah. to be. I, I really just want to focus on elevating and, and lifting other people's voices up too. And that's something I feel like all four Absolutely. of us have in common. You know, we're, we're genuinely interested in other people and, and what they're doing. Yeah. And the fact that somebody yeah. is doing something differently than us isn't invalidating in our eyes. It's intriguing. You know, I want to know, yeah. what are you doing different? I think that's fascinating. Uh-huh. Maybe I'll incorporate that. Maybe I won't, but it's, it's fascinating. I love diversity. Um, uh-huh. But so much in occultism, you know, people want to just, I don't know, make it a homogenized thing. You're either doing it right or you're doing it wrong. Well, I don't yes, think it's bullshit. that simple, people. No. It's, it's, I'm no, doing it right if it feeds wrong. my soul. You know, if exactly. I'm feeding my soul, exactly. then that's right for me. Um, if it's not feeding my yeah. soul, then I need to think about making a change. Exactly. Exactly. It's about, you know, not only feeding your soul, but achieving your goal. So those are the aims. Ooh, and if rhymes. you're not doing that, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so while you're feeding your soul, go achieve your goal. You are a delight. Woo-hoo. We are really a- we are really out of time. Please tell folks where they can find you and your amazing books. And if you're doing anything publicly coming up, what's going on? So um, you can find me on my brand new revamped website at fairywolf.com. That's F-A-E-R-Y-W-O-L-F.com, fairywolf.com. And from there you can yeah. – um, read about my books. There's um, purchase links. You can get signed copies of all of my books um, from our shop, Jotura Trading Company, and that's all linked through my yeah. website, fairywolf.com. You can also check out mm-hmm. our online school, which is modernwitchuniversity.com, 
and um, that is the home of Black Rose Witchcraft. We have some other classes up there too, like Modern Conjure, the Witch Power Masterclass, and, and so on and so forth. I also teach Reiki um, through there as well, so if you're interested in any of those, check out modernwitchuniversity.com. And then finally, our shop, Datura Trading Company. You can find us at daturatrading.com. That's awesome. You're wonderful. Um, Storm is going to be back on uh, in about eight or nine weeks or so to promote his other book that's coming out in May, <laughs> uh, The Satyr's Kiss. I am so excited about this book. You have no idea. Um, Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So please, I, everybody, get the witch's name. It's so interesting. And it will make you feel better about your name. It really will. It did for me. I, I love it. I, I thought this was such a oh, fascinating it's, it's history of names. It's how to figure out um, through your, you know, astrological sign what might work. You just go into all of these amazing things. You know, tarot spreads. I mean, there's all kinds of information in here. And, you know, it's, it's just such a wonderful book. And I know a lot of folks have trouble naming themselves. This is a really great book to help you out if you are looking to, like, maybe rebrand or you want to add something to what you're working with right now. It's just a fantastic book. I really recommend. Storm, you are wonderful. You. And I will talk to you in a few weeks. I'm really excited that you're coming back. Me too. Thank you so much again for having me back on. It's always a pleasure. Same here. You have a great night. You too. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. I will be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock in the afternoon with Adam and Darian Darkley from The Devil's Conjure. Come on. Spend some time with us. It's going to be fun. See you tomorrow. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.